I'm looking for another kind of love. Oh, Lordy, how I need it. And the only place you're going to find it, my friends, is right here on Backtracks Aerosmith Revisited. My name is Corey Mercer, joined, as always, by the effervescent John Mariano. How's it going today, John? Kevin! We forgot Kevin! <laughs> we didn't forget <laughs> Kevin. We have a Kevin this week. We're going to get to him. But first, we have to introduce our co-host, Scott Haskins. Scott, how is life in sunny Las Vegas? Uh, actually, it's raining today. And I had a vitamin, so I'm good. <laughs> well, you're a son of a bitch because our guest today comes from the frozen tundra of Saskatchewan, like myself. Uh, you know him, you love him as the host of the Tom Petty Project and Seaside Pod Review. It's the one and only Kevin Brown. Kevin, thank you so much for joining us this week. Hey, thanks for having us on, man. It's going to be a, a whole lot of fun, I think. One more, one more to add to the chaos. I think that's, that's the way I'm kind of approaching this. I got to tell you, and uh, I was just a guest on Kevin's uh, uh, Queen show, Seaside Pod Review. I uh, had a great time. I actually listened to it today, and you made me sound uh, half-ass interesting. So thank you very much for that, Kevin. <laughs> I'll try and return the favor here today, but you're a very interesting bloke. Tell us about your shows. Well, the Tom Petty Project is something I started just over a year and a half ago, and I'm going through the entire Tom Petty catalog in album and tracklist order. And then I have conversations with fans and musicians and other kind of people associated with Tom along the way, and those are a lot of fun as well. So the last episode actually was with a, an author named Katie Moulton, who wrote a book that's actually about her dad dying, which doesn't sound very upbeat, but it's kind of her, her experience with Tom Petty as anchor points through that whole growth story. So that was very, very cool. So you should check that out if you want to. Um, and then, yeah, Seaside Pod Review with my friend Randy. And of course, you were on this week. Corey and that's just a, a you know it's, it's a really innovative um podcast format where we pick a random song every week using a wheel you know which had never been tried before so we didn't know whether it would work uh, but it turns out it's worked quite well so we, we think that other people could use that for other bands perhaps you know well and that's why we had to go with the dice uh, for this show because you had uh, taken the wheel concept uh for your queen show uh and it, of course uh all these great shows you can find on the deep dive podcast network scott tell us a little bit more about the deep dive podcast network well, I would love to. It is uh, an amazing network, and I have links to both of Kevin's show on our uh, Aerosmith page on my website. If you go to scotthaskin.com, click on the Aerosmith podcast list, it will take you right to all of our links, our uh, Spotify links, our Stitcher, our everything, and then the entire list of the Deep Dive podcast network is there. And we've got some great shows like this one. Uh, John and Corey also do Backtracks theme music. Mark uh, Kamire and our good friend Corey, who you're listening to right now, also do a show on Van Halen called And the Podcast Will Rock. I do a show on Uriah Heap called Uriah Heap the Magician's Podcast. We have the Deep Purple Podcast, Skinnered Reconsidered, T-Bones Prime Cuts on the Other Side, Sabbath Bloody Podcast, In the Lap of the Pods, Hawk Binge, Maiden A to Z, Diary of the Mad Men, The Ultimate, Ozzy Podcast, Universally Speaking, the Red Hot Chili Peppers Podcast, the Judas Priest Cast, the North by South Podcast, So Far, So Pod, So What, and Volume for All, the Rock Roulette Podcast, and of course, our guest Kevin shows the Tom Petty Podcast and Seaside Review. Not enough shows uh, on the Deep Dive Podcast <laughs> Network. I know uh, John and I are going to be starting, uh, we have a Wang Chung uh, podcast in the works, probably Hall and Oates, uh, uh, Dexy's Midnight Runners. Uh, all your favorite bands will be coming to the Deep Dive Podcast Network. But John, we should maybe talk about our sponsor a little bit. Tell the people about Ken Knapsack. Hi, I'm John Mariano for, for, <laughs> from Aerosmith Revisited, the, the back from, from the Backtracks brand. I just flubbed that whole thing, but that's okay. We, we're um, not cutting I, it. I, that's fine. I'm 
I, I'm I'm here to tell you that you are listening to Ken Knapsack's Pop Rock and Radio, the big hits, album cuts, and B sides from the rock and pop world that make up the soundtracks of our lives. Look for look for live shows and make requests, sing, dance, and celebrate the music with the Pop Rock and Radio community. And listen to backtracks Aerosmith revisited with Corey Morissette and Scott Haskin and myself. That's right. But I'm sick of talking to you, Jack Offs. Let's talk to Kevin a little bit more. Uh, wait, I want to know, Kevin. Wait, time out, Corey. I, oh, I want to get. To, I want to get to. Ke- I want to get to Kevin. Okay. I really do. But there are two things that we got to do. First of all, clip what we just did. We'll send that to Ken, like we did that promo. That's why I recorded it that way. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Secondly, right, Scott, I, I got to talk directly to you right now. And Kevin, you you feel free to chime in. Has anybody else noticed how ridiculously Saskatchewanese? Corey has gotten now that Kevin's on the show with his fantastic That's not even a word. Like, I do like, feel like, overwhelmed. Just the way that you're acting, some of the words that you're using, right? It's not part of your vernacular usually. All of a sudden, it's like, hey, I got to show off my Canadian side because Kevin's here. Provide an example. What word am I using that I haven't used before that's <laughs> definitively Saskatchewanian? There was literally one I, I, I had it to my tongue and then I had to do the freaking promo and now it's out of my head. But there was one you did during Kevin's intro that was a hundred percent like not a word that you normally use on the show. Everyone can feel free to rewind and tweet at Corey that word right now. Was it when he said Saskatchewan? No, it wasn't Saskatchewan. There was like another word in there. Um and, frozen and, tundra? No, I mean I mean I mean all of this is fine and like whatever. There was a <laughs> uh, th- there was a word. And, and and I think I'm pretty sure it was an adjective. So so look for the adjective that Corey said, and tweeted yeah, it. I, I don't know unless, unless unless it was hoser. I don't know what would be. <laughs> oh, it might have been hoser. But I didn't even say hoser. But uh, well, yeah. welcome to podcasting with John Mariano, where he deliberately derails the show for something that he can't even remember what the fuck he was doing it for. You the said a thing- word I don't know what it is, <laughs> and then you went on a two minute tirade about it. The great thing about a John Mariano blooper is that there are no John Mariano bloopers. It's just John Mariano. That's right. <laughs> but now I now that you said hoser, Kevin, I kind of want to hear Aerosmith do a cover of Bob and Doug McKenzie's 12 Days of Christmas. And a beer. Wouldn't be a bad thing. <laughs> All right. Can, can I go back to Kevin now, John? Is there anything else you want to bring up that you have no proof or recollection of? <laughs> if there's something else that comes up, I'll interrupt you. Perfect. All right. Uh, Kevin, I want to talk to you a little bit about Aerosmith because uh, a while back, you were actually like a big Aerosmith fan. I really want to come on the show. I got my six songs. Uh, what was your entry point into Aerosmith? And have you ever seen them live? Haven't seen them live, unfortunately. They did come through Saskatoon, but I just didn't get tickets for that. I think it was the Honking on Bobo tour. And I wasn't, I don't know, I just wasn't quite as into that kind of era. But I'd say, like, I like a lot of people my age, it was sort of that MTV area. So 1988, 89, I kind of heard Pump, saw it on MTV, and I joined the Army in 89. So I spent a lot of time watching a lot of MTV in the sort of in the mess hall and whatnot. And so, you know, Pump got back into sort of permanent vacation and moving forward, get a grip. But it wasn't really until I went to the States in 94 with the military, and I bought, and I believe Mr. Mariano has this too, the Box of Fire. So that's when I kind of bought that took that home, listened to the shit of it and thought, oh, these guys are actually like a real 70s blues rock band that kind of went big and went more commercial in the 80s. But yeah, these guys are solid and just fell in love with Marmacan and Dream On and Bone to Bone is one of my favorite Aerosmith songs, all those also. So that was my kind of uh, falling in love. And then from Get a Grip Forward, I sort of, you know, 
enjoyed um nine lives and what's one after nine lives the pink the pink cover just push play just push play i quite like some of that and then i kind of taper off a little bit so i don't really know anything from music from another dimension and i'm not as up on some of the live stuff after that but yeah love aerosmith i've always loved aerosmith Perfect. And we were talking before the show that actually one of your uh, uh, favorite albums is uh, is one that a lot of people are bringing forward lately since we started the show, and that's Permanent Vacation. Uh, it's it's not one when you consider classic Aerosmith that that one, you know, jumps to the forefront. But, you know, Scott is listed as a favorite. I know it's a favorite of John's and myself, but it seems like every guest, they, they want to put Permanent Vacation tracks on there. And you put a Permanent Vacation track on your die as well. Well, I think it's that thing of, first of all, there's just some banging tracks on there and it's got Ragdoll on there and Dude Looks Like Lady. So there's got some hits on there, but it's just, the whole album sounds so good. It's so well produced. The drums are crisp. You can hear every note of the bass. Like it's just, to me, it's one of those perfect pop rock albums. So I, yeah, it's always been a, as soon as I found that one, it's like, yeah, I love this one. And Pump was kind of in the same type of thing, but I think Pump got a little bit heavier and a little bit dirtier in places, but yeah, no, I absolutely love Permanent Vacation. I think Permanent Vacation was just one of those albums where they found magic. Everything came together, the songwriting, the performances, the the mix, the whole production, uh, just as a cohesive project, I think it's just an amazing piece of art. Uh, but I, I want to say it, that's a great history you've got, Kevin, but I'm not sure that was a great plug for the Army. So I joined the <laughs> Army, so of course I sat around watching videos a lot. <laughs> Well, that was in, of my two years of trade training. I was a I was a gunsmith. I trained to be a gunsmith. So there was a lot of downtime in between, oh, you know, in, you in between wars. Hey. You know, so. Wait, wait, wait! But you were you were in the Canadian Army, British, British Army. Yeah, a serious hey. one. That's I mean, I mean, I mean, that, let's not fuck around with Kevin, everybody. <laughs> right? I mean, I mean, I mean, we 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 did beat them in in one war, but that we want to talk about that one. Yeah, we, you know, it was nice, and it was. Uh, thank you very much for showing up halfway through uh, the big one. So that was that was awesome. So you know. <laughs> look, I don't know if you know anything about us back in the states, but like we like our naps and we like to wake up late, so it it tracks. Oh boy! All right, uh, now John uh, Scott, uh, as we do with every one of our guests, we allow them to pick six songs uh, to go on their own uh, customized dice. We're going to put our die aside. Uh, and we're going to go with uh, Kevin's here tonight. So for the first time uh, for you two, uh, the six songs Kevin put on his dice are Combination, Deuces Are Wild, Monkey On My Back, Toys in the Attic, Simaria, and Fallen Angels. So, uh, Scott, I know um, we, we've been playing a lot of stuff you haven't heard before. I know you're familiar with a couple tracks on here. Is there anything in particular you're kind of looking forward to? Oh, man, they're the ones that I know are are good songs. And I know Kevin's got some really good taste. So I'm just going to trust that they're all songs I'll like. Um, but I'm going to have to go with Simurai. I It's a, such a great song. I'd love to dig into that today. Big deep cut off a of permanent vacation. John, how about you? What are you in the mood for? You, you know what? I this I, I love every one of these songs. Like I, I, I just leaned in. The people at home can't see that. But I just leaned in because my eyesight sucks. And read, read them all. And I got a special place in my heart for Deuces Are Wild. I think it's a really fun track. Um, and I think it's one that I wanted to put on sooner rather than later. So I'm really glad we have it. All right. There you go. And uh, you know what? Deuces Are Wild, I think, is a good one. I'm kind of in the mood for a Joe Perry song. Uh, give me a little combination. That's kind of what I'm hoping for here today. And uh, Kev, uh, you picked all six of these songs. Is there any one that jumps out at you now that you met John? Uh, unfortunately for the first time and, and you got Scott on here too. Anything you kind of want to uh, listen with these guys? You know, I, as I was looking through the list again, because I had to go back and see, see what I had picked, but I didn't realize that I'd picked 
two really sort of complimentary songs where Simaria is almost kind of like a love letter to Cocaine. And Monkey on My Back is the song about getting rid of that shit. So I found that interesting that I'd managed to accidentally do that. But I think, yeah, I think either Simaria or Monkey on My Back maybe is what I'm I'm jacked up to listen to. So, but any of these are, I, I picked them. So I like all of them, right? So <laughs> before we roll the dice, though, I, I want to ask Kevin a question, if you guys don't mind, what, what is your background as a musician? Like what perspective are you coming to these? Like when, when you review these songs or you talk about things, like what's your perspective as a musician? So I've got a, yeah, I'm a, a, a hobbyist drummer, keyboard player, singer, songwriter. So I do all that stuff on the side. I've never actually performed while well, three songs performed live in a pub to, I don't know, 40 people. I don't know if that counts, but I'm calling it a gig. Um, but of course, with the Tom Petty Project and being a music enthusiast, I do tend to listen to music sort of as, you know, as most of you do in parts. Like I listen to the drums, I listen to the bass. So I like listening to the whole song and then going back and just trying to pick out different parts and see how they, to they, how they interplay. Because great bands like this are great for a reason. And one of the reasons is that typically they're very, very good at arranging songs and keeping movement and having good breakdowns and then pickups and, and bridges and things. So um, really just from a, an enthusiast standpoint, more than a, a pro or an expert sort of uh, perspective, I think. So on Kevin's Dice, we have uh, two singles on here, uh, Monkey On My Back and Deuces Are Wild, which was a single off of... Uh, the big ones uh, compilation. And we have uh, four uh, tracks that will be competing for a spot uh, on the deep cut side, which is weird when you consider Toys in the Attic. Definitely not an Aerosmith uh, deep cut, but it was never released as a single, so that's where it would go. Uh, so we have that, uh, Samaria, Fallen Angels, uh, which shockingly actually wasn't a single off Nine Lives uh, in combination. Uh, so what do you say, boys? If you're ready, we'll give this sucker a roll. We'll see what we, what we come up with. And I, I have a new sound clip I want to drop with you guys, too, when we roll the dice. Here we go. Toss of the dice! And we're getting combination. Here we go. <laughs> John looks happy. John, you excited about this one? Yes, very much so. This is, like you said, a Joe Perry track. I was not lying when I said I love all, all six of these songs. I picked my favorite child, but that doesn't mean I don't love all my children. <laughs> <laughs> Scott Haskin, are you familiar with uh, with this cut? I I am not, and I'll I'll ask you guys what is the status of the band at this point. <laughs> well, this is Rocks, uh, released in 1976. Uh, so they're they're kind of cooking on all cylinders here. Uh, this is kind of Aerosmith uh, 70s Aerosmith at its peak. When you have Toys in the Attic and Rocks, mm -hmm. I, I think are pretty equal. I'm actually hard pressed to pick a favorite. Uh, out of those two records i don't know kevin uh, do you have one i think toys by a hair but it's it really is only by a hair because rocks is just a fantastic collection of songs and i think this is a, this is a joe perry solo right isn't it i don't yes, think Tyler is, yeah. wrote, i think he wrote the lyrics this too, yeah yeah the actually uh the only uh joe perry solo uh right on uh rocks uh, everything else was with uh steven tyler or brad whitford tom, even tom hamilton has a track on there sick as a dog so uh it uh, finishes off uh, side one of uh, rocks it's a song that they still play uh, joe pretty much needs a song on every show they still do and you and lately it's been stop messing uh it used to be a, a switch between combination or uh, uh the cut he had on get a grip john which one was that i don't remember walk on down that's it <laughs> i just needed a second wait 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 wait, wait. I, I like the i like that you throw to me for trivia when i have yep said yeah sure i'm a fan but i don't know i don't know shit you know if i'm not looking it up i don't know i know that's why i throw to you right 
I just want to point out though, because now Kevin's seen behind the curtain, right? Kevin, can 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 you verify that when I make a mistake, like Scott doesn't make mistakes, we can agree on that. <laughs> but but when I when I make a mistake, it very much stays in the show. But because Corey's the editor, have you even have you even heard he changes the tone of his voice when he makes a mistake, so he knows to cut it? <laughs> Good producing. That's what I call that. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. I just think it's great that Kevin hasn't logged off the call yet. <laughs> he wants to hear the song. That's why. That's why people are still tuning in too. But before we do that, I want to play my favorite game, uh, even though it's bit me in the ass lately here, setlist.fm. Uh, we're going to go to that as a resource. And I'm going to ask each of you, how many times has Aerosmith played combination live in concert? We do this Price is Right style. Closest to the actual number without going over. John, quit looking it up. I'm going to you first now because I assume you're cheating. How many times has Aerosmith played combination? 17. 17. All right, Scott Haskin. I'm going to go 144. 144. All right, Kevin Brown, you could do the dick move and say like 15 or... <laughs> oh, no, it's got to be... Because so, this is... When was Rock? 70... 76. 76. So, I mean, I think, I think this would be a... It would have been a ever present on that tour probably pretty prevalent on the ones after in the 70s so i'm gonna say like i'll say 160 I think 160 this a lot. well you both suck because you just gave the win to john with 14 they actually played it 83 times really wow. yeah wow. That's hey, last time was in 2013 but but, that, but i said 17 so you have to edit that out now i thought you said 14 <laughs> it doesn't matter you were so off it's not even funny but i mean it was pretty funny <laughs> because i won <laughs> all right uh, enough of my yak and here we go here's combination from 1976's rocks So I shout to Scott right, right away, like that rhythm section, the interplay between that kick drum and the bass, that bass is playing a really funky groove, right? It's, that's not a rock groove. That's kind of like a funk groove. It's so cool. Yeah, I, I was thrown off a little bit because now this is my first time hearing the song. So I thought it was going in a different direction. And I thought that first snare was just an odd, or that second snare was an odd accent. I didn't realize that was going to be the beat. I thought it was going to be more straightforward. So that was a, a nice little twist for me because I like when something appears that it's going to be one thing and turns into something else, unless it's dating, which is a whole different thing. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's a tight rhythm section. I like the groove. There's a lot of stank on this record. When you say, John, you think of songs like last child rats in the cellar, back in the saddle, sick as a dog, nobody's fault. Uh, th this kind of fits right in there. This is almost like the, uh, you know the the dirty cousin to to toys in the attic. Well, it's a it, it's like you know Kevin has toys in the attic, a hair more than rocks. I have rocks like a ponytail more than toys in the attic, right? Like like I I think that they're probably one and two, but I have rocks ahead because just because it is stankier, dirtier, feels a little bit more like they're in the garage. Um, you, you know this is this is my kind of thing. Like I feel like I'm in a dirty bar right now. Well, I'm curious the length of the ponytail. Is it like a Steven Seagal ponytail or <laughs> Rapunzel? It can't be Rapunzel. <laughs> the street is cold. The dawn is gray. 
who who is singing along with Stephen? Because that doesn't sound like he's doubling his voice. It's Joe. Yeah, Joe, there's a yeah, twin it. twin lead. Yep. Yeah. I like the way they sound together. And I, I like too the way that the vocal line's really flat. Like there's not mm -hmm. a bunch of movement in the melody because you've got all that movement in the rhythm section. So you get that nice sort of um, juxtaposition with the with the lead line on the on the melody. It's again just a, a very good musical decision. And we talked about this on the Bright Light Fright episode with uh, John Matola. Uh, Joe and Stephen together in this era sounded great. Uh, Joe Perry nowadays, maybe not so much. Uh, especially if he, you know, even when he does uh, you know stop messing or something live in concert with them now. Uh, vocally, not quite up to snuff, but in this era, uh, Joe and Stephen, yeah, fantastic. Love that line in tell me by the tell by the shape I'm in, and then the next line of the verse is in the line of fire. You know what I say? There's a good little good little link up. And you know what? We talk about Stephen Tyler being a great lyricist, which is one of the all-time great sort of rock lyricists, especially in that kind of style that he does. But this is a good lyric from Joe Perry. I forgot the name. I took a shot on the chin. I'm rearranging my game. Tell by the shape I'm in. And you know this song's about again. It's another song about addiction because they, <laughs> they wrote a lot of those, those songs. But it's it's got a really good sort of evocative. It's 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 specific to him from his point of view, but it's broad enough that you can sort of suck it into your own into your own uh, life and your own perspective. Yeah, and I really like the sound of the song. I think the production is really good, but I I would like just a little more punch in the kick drum to go with that bass. I think that would be just a little bit would be nicer. But the the mix on it is really good. The rhythm section is just kicking ass on the song. Well, it's like well, John said that there's a lot more stank in this album. It is a lot greasier, but it it's still produced really well. There's still a good separation of sound. Like you said, I mean, the, the kick in the bass, because he's, and Joey's going pretty hard on that kick drum, so maybe that's where you have to sort of uh, mix that out a little bit to get that separation, but you can hear all the parts in this song. John, you're kind of our drum expert uh, after, la after the uh, Sheila episode where you talked about the, the shimmery cymbals. Uh, what is your take uh, on the drums on I, this, uh, uh, this record? I, I think, go, go figure, the, the drummer want, wants more drum, right? <laughs> uh, um. I, I have like, I really like this track. So I wouldn't want it modified. I wouldn't want it changed. I'd be happy with a live version of it. If, if, if the drums had more of an impact on the live version, but, but for, for the, for the produced version, I think, I, I think it sounds great. And you know what, if we've learned one thing from Metallica and Lars Ulrich is you never let the drummer get involved in the drum engineering. <laughs> <laughs> Only bad things happen. <laughs> You've also got it's almost like a siren going on, right? He's mm -hmm. playing that that bend where it's that it's that cop car thing. So you get that sort of dirty, it's almost like a dirty New York street vibe to it, or whether Boston, right? So it's got that dirty, greasy, grimy street. It's cold. It feels like that, right? Yeah, I know. Uh, Joe Perry said this album was to re-identify as the uh, uh, America's ultimate garage band, and and, and that's that's kind of the vibe you get from listening to this, right? John, you're awfully quiet. 
I'm allowed to be. We have a guest. <laughs> You're doing a podcast. Uh, Say something. It, it's not a visual podcast. We can't just appreciate I, the, the Yoda picture in your background. Listen, <laughs> I don't know what, what, what you want me to add right now. Um, I was trying to look up song facts. I was trying to cheat. So you caught me cheating. You caught me. You, you caught. You caught me. But the song facts aren't even that interesting. It's like Joe Perry wrote it, <laughs> and he and he wrote, wrote it about heroin, cocaine, and himself, and that's pretty much the the song fact. And beyond that, Google is not my friend right now to cheat because that's all I can find on this damn song. <laughs> <laughs> well, I found a little bit more, and one of the things I found it's more on the album than the song, but just how many uh, famous musicians were uh, cite rocks as a heavy influence, uh, Kurt Cobain being one, uh, Nikki Six being one, James Hetfield and Slash said Rocks was actually the album that inspired him to learn the guitar. You know, it's it's interesting. Um, these bands like, you know, Aerosmith, a lot of them were inspired by the Beatles and things that, that uh, bands of that era did. The next generation then would have been inspired a lot by the, you know, late 60s, early 70s, when, when rock music was really starting to get heavy. And uh, and it's not surprising that they would pick an album like this because just from the songs that I know on it, I I could easily see why they would listen to something like this and go, I want to do something like that. Like this is really inspiring. It's exciting. There's all these layers to it. A great groove. Um, you know, I want to be a musician. look up Nouveau-Rie because I had no idea because I've always wondered what that is and I've never quite known actually what he was singing there so I threw up the lyrics Nouveau-Rie so a new trait look method or enhancement of something that already exists like a fashion accessory like oh, all right hmm. see already Kevin's paying off but then he sings for the record I was looking that up too you, you just beat <laughs> me to the punch he's just faster I got it, John and I are just sitting here. It's the people in Saskatchewan. They're cold. They're motivated to just move around <laughs> and do something. Do, do, you, do you know what the weather has been like in New York the past two weeks? It's been probably I rainy, to, right? I, I, I hate to derail it. Yeah, it's been rainy and shitty. And it was it was eight degrees, which means nothing to the people up in Saskatchewan. We have to do the math on what that means in Celsius. But it was like eight degrees the other day. And then it's been like 50 the past three days. Do you know what it's like for it to jump that much? In a oh, couple of days. Yeah, that is. And welcome to our, well, we're going to start a new weather podcast <laughs> where we contrast and compare the weather between the East and West Coast and Canada. That's right, because uh, eight degrees Fahrenheit is minus 13 uh, degrees Celsius, which means uh, shorts weather. Uh, we're out playing golf, uh, that kind of thing. So <laughs> <laughs> we're bundled in snowsuits. <laughs> Barely stay on because I'm so goddamn gaunt. Yeah, that, uh, especially Joe and Steve, like they were so messed up on drugs that yeah, they they were looking pretty sickly uh, in, the, in the 1970s. You know, I don't I don't know if this was intentional or not with the subject matter, but I really like the way that the the lines get lower and lower each time. Da 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 da. da. You know, it it might sounded like Beethoven, but um, I that really kind of uh, would relate to me to like coming off of drugs. 
just that that crashing and i kind of feel like that's what the vocal style is representing i could be completely wrong but i think it it really matches up it's one of those things that yeah that could have been something that got done in the studio right when you when you listen to what the song's about as a producer says or steven says well how about we do it this way then you get that downer then it is a downer mm. kind of thing right so it could yeah. could be could be Okay, before Kevin speaks, right there is the magic of Aerosmith. When you've got Joey Kramer, Tom Hamilton, and Brad Whitford with that rhythm section, that and then Joe is laying that that oh that just tasty fucking great guitar solo on top of that. That's the train that keeps on a roll. That's the magic Aerosmith right there. And I think, don't you think that Kansas maybe listened to that and thought, you know, we should pick that uh, tempo change up for Carry On Wayward Son because we put that in the middle. That'll really work. It's exactly yeah. the same thing. Go, go on to the ride. So you know, it's yeah, very cool. Yeah. <laughs> That is one of the most kick-ass things I've heard Aerosmith ever do. Honestly, that was—I I love the the dirty and just grimy sound of that guitar, and with that on top of that rhythm section, just fantastic. And and my favorite part of it is that we did not hear Steven Tyler making noises every little bit. Like he just <laughs> said, "Hey, you guys are going to do a solo. I'll go sit over here." Yeah, even Steven understood. Hey, that's really cooking. I'm just going to step back away from the mic. Yeah. <laughs> His best contribution uh, that he could have made to that song, John. What were your thoughts? I, if I could clip a ringtone from Aerosmith, that might be the ringtone I clip. Mm. Um, we we talk about these mixtapes and like putting definitive things that you want people to associate with Aerosmith. On the strength of that alone, I feel like this deserves a permanent home somewhere. Kind of listen to what Tom Hamilton's doing underneath that. I just picked it up on this verse, but he's he's throwing in some little extra accents. Oh, he's all over the place. I mean, he's he's playing a lot of notes in this song. Like it's it's not a simple bass part in this song at all. I wonder if we should see if we could at some point see if we get an isolated track for this. Be That'd be really very cool. That'd be cool. Yeah. I'd I'd like to hear that because he is a busy guy on this song. And and the amazing thing though, for as as straightforward as the song is in some ways, he's really the one beefing it up. But yet I don't feel he's overplaying it at all. I feel like he's really creating what this song is. And and to me, like when you think th think about the the record, the album cover, the album art. It's five diamonds, right? One for each of them, because all five of them, I think, really were, were diamonds uh, on this record. Before you start this up again, Corey, you should skip it back just like two, three seconds, because the, the change up here, leading into this outro or into this um, this little bridge, mini bridge here, is fantastic. Absolutely.
I don't even call it that too, Scott. Where where Joey's playing, he's, he's he is doing a hard stop at the end, of, just right at the end of that phrase where he's not mm-hmm. kind of he just but the music carries on, but he's putting that hard stop in there just to get that accent, just to get that real punch into it. Yeah, it's like a sixteenth note break just to yep. say you know to make it defined. Um, I love that transition though, and this is really an unexpected direction for the song. It, it's not something that would just naturally flow into. I like the way they did the transition, but I really love the build in this part too, because it started out really simple. Then the next pass is another layer, and the next pass is is more intense. Uh, this is really cool, and that is some killer drumming from from Joey Kramer right there. I'm just I'm really sad. 2013 was the last time they played this live. Like break this out now. I know they uh, had to cancel the last little bit of their Vegas residency, but they're still talking about doing something for their 50th in 2023. Uh, Breakout combination, man. This would be a, a standout. It would. All right. Combination from 1976's Rocks. Uh, I had to play this on YouTube because my iTunes wasn't working. And the next video it wanted to play is Aerosmith. I don't want to miss a thing live from Mexico City 2016. <laughs> That's why I stopped a little quick. <laughs> I, just said, I don't want to ruin my day. I just heard a great song. Yeah, like YouTube can go fuck 49. itself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Was that Joe Elliott uh, underneath of that one? Looked like a Def yes. Leppard video. The, the second video, uh, Rock Rock Till You Drop. Uh, with a very young Joe Elliott and Def Leppard. So yeah. that one would have been uh, okay. I, I like that they brought the siren back in that last part. It, it was kind of faint in the background uh, underneath of that really powerful rhythm. Um, that was a great ending. Absolutely. So, combination. Uh, let's discuss it. Uh, if it belongs anywhere, it's going to be on side A of our current mixtape, which is all the deep cuts. Let's just recap those songs on side A. First is uh, its album brother, uh, Rats in the Cellar uh, from Rocks. Then we have Moving Out, No More, No More, Girl Keeps Coming Apart, Bone to Bone, Coney Island Whitefish Boy, Seasons of Wither, Reefer-Headed Woman, Walking the Dog, and The Movie. Those are the nine songs on side A of the mixtape. Does Combination deserve a spot on that side? And if so, what are we taking off? Let's start with John. Oh, we're taking it off. We're taking it all off. <laughs> Yeah, um, I think there's no way this doesn't make it. I think the debate's going to be which one we peel away. And you know what I'm going to nominate here? Because I'm, I'm I'm looking at that and going... God's already shaking his head. You can't see it, but you can <laughs> feel it. You can feel my trepidation <laughs> with the grin. I, the shit-eating grin on John Mariano's face right now is is it's powerful. I, I, I love and adore Scott so much and i think he's been a tremendous addition and this show is as much scott's as it is ours thank and you because Until of that now. i feel so comfortable in saying scott it's time for the fucking movie to go man the movie's <laughs> over <laughs> all which, right which that's one vote put on movie? this tape <laughs> <laughs> Well, the good, uh, the, good, the good ones. The good. I would have to say probably bone to bone is a favorite of John and Kevin. You want to try and maybe take that one off? Rats in the cellar. That was a John Mariano song. Uh, Reefer oh, headed woman, I believe, was a John Mariano song. They're all such good songs. It really is hard to to choose. 
I, I hate to take the movie off and, and I'll make the same argument I did in the beginning for putting it back on because it was once off the mixtape is that it is it's an, we don't have anything representing them in an instrumental fashion. But I mean, if if the whole thing is about what are the best songs that represent the band, maybe the instrumental is not the best one. So uh, it's fair if, if you don't think it's the right song. I, I actually am going to go with Bone to Bone. Um, I, I think to me in the moment, that's the weakest one. And that, but that by no means means it's a bad song. I mean, you're talking oh, about a, a list of great songs, but of those great songs in the moment, I'm going to say bone to bone is the weakest. Okay. So we have one vote for the movie, one vote for bone to bone, Kevin Brown. Uh, what are your thoughts? Does combination uh -huh. deserve to be on side A of the mixtape? And if so, what will you take off? I just can't believe Scott kicked me in the balls like that. I, that, I mean, bone to bone is... <laughs> Again, I mean, it's all personal preference, right? But that's a top 15 Aerosmith song for me. I just love that song. The big howls he does in it, how passionate it is. I'd say, yeah, honestly... We're talking I, top nine, Kevin, not top 15. Well, I suppose so. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would put this one above... I'd put it above Moving Out. I'd put it above Girls Keep Coming Apart, Seasons of Weather, Reef, Eddie Woman, Walking the Dog, the movie. I mean, Bone to Bone and Rats in the Cellar, No More, No More. They're great tracks, but... Kevin, I hate to interrupt you. And you've listed a bunch of songs there. But if I could interject, I just want to point out to you that Scott did slight you, and he he is a big fan of the movie. And I will chime out right now. But before you make your <laughs> final, final decision, I just wanted to state my case because Scott got a good case, and I want to make a counterpoint with Scott. Like another, another trying to elect the speaker in the house down in the US right now, and everyone's backstabbing each other. But this feels a little <laughs> bit much, guys. There's no, there's no love here. <laughs> well, what I love like the, uh, for me to be between John and Corey. <laughs> well, and this is an interesting scenario. So let's just say, for the sake of argument, Kevin, you pick the movie. So it's two votes for the movie, one vote for Bone to Bone. I could be like the Republican Party right now, trying to vote for the Speaker of the House and force like a revote by by voting bone to bone then it's two to two and we go to a second round of, of voting so uh keep that in mind too when you're placing your, your your final vote here fuck it let's filibuster let's do it um no i, I mean <laughs> see I, it's really hard because i think I, I can't argue that the movie isn't the weakest song out of that list just in terms of there's no vocal on it it's an oddity it's that thing that kind of stents the spot but i do like the argument that it is representative of something very different it doesn't sound like anything else they ever did um, it's it's between that and Refitted Woman for me, and I just that's a really difficult choice because I'd, I'd love both songs, but I'm I think I'd have to say the movie. I think I would just because I don't know. I, just, I think I like Refitted Woman just slightly more than the movie. All right, but, so that's two votes for the movie, okay. one vote for Bone to Bone. Uh, and now it comes to me. Do I send it to a second round of voting and we filibuster <laughs> some more? Or do I agree with Kevin and John and kick off the movie? Or do you pick something else? Or do I pick something else? Uh, you know what? I, I can't pick anything else because I I, gener I love all these songs and I can make a case for each one of them. I know Moving Out was mentioned. That's the first song Joe Perry and Steven Tyler ever wrote. To me, that that's the ultimate like Aerosmith kind of deep cut, right? And to me, for that reason alone, aside from being a kick-ass song uh, with you know one of my favorite lyrics of all time, Good Morning, Glory, Hallelujah to you. That, that comes from that song, right? Can't vote that one out. Girl Keeps Coming Apart. Uh, I, I just love the horn section, so I, I'm I'm going to be wanting to keep it on there. Uh, even Reefer Headed Woman, which is still, uh, you know, we just put that on a couple shows ago, still fresh in my head. Um, I can't really make a case for that one leaving quite yet. Combination absolutely deserves a spot uh, on side A of the mixtape, and I'm punting the movie. I'm sorry, Scott. I, I, I know you love it. It's fine. 
to me, I would rather listen to the instrumental section of Combination than I would the movie because that's the band fucking firing on all cylinders, right? Just, yeah, the movie's good and all, and there may be a home for it now on side D uh, mm-hmm. on our double mixtape uh, <laughs> when we make that announcement. So because it could maybe have a second life elsewhere, um, I'm voting for Combination to replace the movie. So there we have it. Can I vote for Sheila again? Because I just hate that song so much. <laughs> Could take it off twice. <laughs> Potentially. Yeah, that's, so- that's, that's absolutely fine. Um, I, I think the whole point of this is to make what in general we agree on is the ultimate. And I think it's just going to get harder and harder as we go on because we've got a really good side A right now. Mm-hmm. And every song that we get that has this kind of like we all feel this strongly about it's going to get harder and harder to make this decision of what's better than what because again it's all in the moment too i just want to point out we teased the side four um we're not going to say what it is but we do have an opportunity with a side four to keep it going and somehow get the movie back on the mixtape with side four only to see it get removed yet again. <laughs> I don't well, know I mean, what I did to John today. <laughs> well, I mean, hey, he's not many, picking on me for a change. I like it. How many instrumentals does Aerosmith have? They, there's your side four is instrumentals. <laughs> then Two, it's a lot, three. right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's all right. They I'll, had that I'll one be... at the end to get a grip that uh, it really isn't that great. Yeah. I'll be a human shield this week. <laughs> All right, uh, Boogeyman was the other instrumental. That that was the one off of off of Get a Grip. So that's right. Yeah. So there you have it, folks. Uh, the new uh, side of our mixtape looks like this: Rats in the Cellar, moving out, no more, no more. Girl keeps coming apart, bone to bone. Coney Island, Whitefish Boy, Seasons of Wither, Reefer Headed Woman, Walking the Dog, and Combination newly added this week. Let's put a bow on this one, gentlemen. John, where can the folks find you, and what you got coming up? Oh, you can find me on Twitter at John Mariano and why um, probably ignoring tweets or being tagged in tweets to come to the rescue for other podcasts. I willingly do that sometimes. Um, and you can also find me on uh, online, but I'm not giving you my, my username. So you can't play PlayStation with me. <laughs> All right. You can probably still find them uh, lurking around t- uh, Tinder too, ladies. Uh, John is single. So uh Better get on that before the, his relationship status changes. Scott Haskin, you got a ton of stuff uh, happening. Tell us all about it. Uh, I do. I do. Uh, let's see. By the time this airs, the third and final book of my Universal Court trilogy should be out. You can find that on my website, along with the links to Uriah Heep, the Magician's Podcast, and the Haskin Cast Podcast, where I do uh, music and television reviews and interviews here and there, different people in the entertainment industry. And you can find that all at www.scotthaskin.com. Perfect. And uh, Kevin Brown, one more time, let the folks know where they can find you and what you got coming up. Yeah, we got uh, Tom Petty Project on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at the Tom Petty Project and on Twitter at Tom Petty Project and Queen's Seaside Pod Review. Um, you can find, which again, Corey just guessed it on today. Go check that out. Um, uh, on Twitter at Queen Seaside and on Facebook at Seaside Pod Review. Perfect. And uh, you can find me if you're so inclined on uh, And the Podcast Will Rock with Mark Meyer talking all things Van Halen. Uh, we're spinning a wheel. Uh, we ripped off that format from from other shows. Uh, most notably Pot of Thunder. I don't. Th- I didn't mention that on the Queen Show. I should give them little props because uh, they were the first uh, pod that I knew of that would take a song, do a song by song deep dive by picking a random tune. Uh, they never used a wheel. They were smarter than that. 
but uh, I would go check out Pot of Thunder as well. Um, and of course, you can find John and I on Backtracks Theme Music, talking all things uh, music and movies. And uh, we've been having a lot of fun with that one. Kevin, if you're a fan of a, a certain track from a certain film, you ever want to come on that show and, and chat about it, we'd love to have you. Uh, uh, uh. Or if you're a fan of a song from a TV show, we're not strictly film. So you can even talk about an entire TV show if you want, an episode of a TV show, or you could do like we did with the 12 Days of Christmas. You can do you you can just kind of randomly pick something that is tangentially involved in TV <laughs> or movies, and we can cover that too. Sounds good to me. Yeah, no hard and fast rules on that show, but uh, that's where you can find us all. And until next time, on behalf of our special guests, Kevin Brown, Scott Haskin, and uh, John Mariano, my name is Corey Morissette. Thank you very much for listening. And as always, we'll give the final word to Steven Tyler. Uh-huh.